Danny Vacon is an immense creative talent. He's been working here in Calgary for years with his band, The Dudes. And though they've taken many incarnations member-wise, the objective has always stayed the same. Make great songs. Danny's always found the right members to complement his work. The albums sound full and complete with sensible guitar parts and great vocal harmonies. He's clearly a man of vision, and his work directly reflects that. Some of Danny's work with the Dudes has garnered acclaim across Canada, and has earned him some spots at some huge showcases such as Canadian Music Week, North by Northeast, and The Peak, and they've even done some extensive international touring. Their song Dropkick Queen of the Weekend found some solid indie charting, and was featured in a Rogers Wireless ad which brought them to even higher international attention, setting them up for some great singles to follow. Danny isn't stopping here. He's got a great new record coming out with the Dudes, and he's planning a solo release in the near future as well. We chatted with Danny today about all of these efforts, as well as some strange road stories from throughout his career. Thanks for tuning into the Rockwater Rambler. Hope you enjoy the show. you about in your newer music I'm I kind of hear more kind of soul kind of R&B influences that uh, definitely weren't there um, on brain heart guitar and uh, some of the newer records kind of have some uh, just even the keyboard sounds and some of the some of the backup vocals and stuff like that there's it seems like there's almost some Rolling Stones vibes or something in there um, what kind of took you that direction with things I guess yeah. it's a slow progress but yeah man. i guess i don't really think about it too much like it's definitely nothing uh, uh planned i was obviously well not obviously you don't know me <laughs> i'll just say I, w- I was a huge stones fan ever since i was like you know could could speak like my uncle i lived in this crazy house with uh you know my mom and all her like five other siblings and a couple of their kids and then like my grandfather and grandmother same house. It was, it was, it was the craziest thing. And, uh, but yeah, so it was all like outlaw country and then just stones and then, you know, peppered in some other seventies rock, but yeah, the Rolling Stones are, have always been super close to me. I used to do, uh, you know, that live concert, uh, let's spend the night together. Ever watch that? Yeah. (laughs) Remember I was wearing like these like white long johns and knee pads and like a, like a numbered kind of half like football top. (laughs) Which one is this, Brady? That's like... Brady just gave me one for Hyde Park, man. The first show after... 1969. Hyde Park. That's not Altamont, is it? No, it'd be Altamont. <laughs> Freaking... That's like their... It's the debut of... of their other guitar player. Uh, like the one guitar player. Ronnie Wood? Ronnie Wood's the guy in the band now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Or, or was it the, the guy in between him and, and Brian? Mick Taylor? Is that Maybe it? that's what it is, yeah. Oh, okay. it's the debut of yeah. Mick Taylor, yeah. Or, I can't really remember, but... I mean, so the Stones definitely give you the, the freedom to just, like, 
I'm gonna make whatever. They're almost like mean, like how they yeah. can bump around for like yeah. genres like that, you know? Yeah, the disco shit they did was pretty. pretty yeah, crazy. for some reason it's not cheesy. Like all that stuff off rewind. It still like, sounds like rock and roll though. They they yeah. couldn't really do the disco thing, and yeah. it just turned into like kind of disco rock yeah. songs. Like emotional rescue. Awesome. Come on, yeah. you can't rock out to that. It's awesome disco song. <laughs> yes, you can. It's wicked. It's yeah, wicked. Because it's still just basic rock beats and stuff yeah they don't know how to do anything else which is great i don't want them to i agree man i I haven't heard the new the new live one yet it's fucking wicked man i can't wait so good yeah Yeah, it's a great blues record um who played the keys on that barbers thieves and bartenders record that was uh oh that was dan moxon from uh, ben sinister you know that dude oh yeah yeah, that band is fucking wicked. I've seen oh, he's so times. good. Yeah. yeah, the first time I, I'll never forget the first time I saw him play. Like, I'd never seen. Like, I never imagined what he'd look like. You, mm-hmm. Can you picture the dude at all? He's like, take you, and then just like, like squeeze you down into a boat. Like, and his hair is longer. Right? Yeah, and he's got the big hair. long yeah. hair, and so he just looks like this burly, like, tough guy. And then the very first song. He just uh, is playing the most beautiful piano, and he's whistling like a goddamn bird. Like I've never heard anything like so. Like that's just got chills. Like this. Is... Oh man, and their voices are like that. Band is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, we were doing out in Vancouver, and we we became friends. And it's like Dan, right on. I got a I got a small handful of money, and I got fifteen beards. You want to come hang out? He jumped for a day? on that opportunity, though. Yeah, that's totally. a great record to be on, man. <clears throat> um, American Girl, Tom Petty. <laughs> uh, There's, is there any sort of uh, relation there at all? Does it sound like that? I haven't honestly. It I, doesn't sound like American Girl at all. Just the name is the same. Yeah. No, I just I just hate that song so much. I couldn't believe that that's the one they wanted to pick up for a single off of that album. It's like. <laughs> I like we don't even play it. I, it's like, catchy, super catchy. Yeah, I was supposed to be like rude, like to American chicks, like I was just having okay, a bad yeah. day or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you like kind of feel people you feel bad like, about it, or no? I just didn't think I did a good job, but like, but whatever, man. It's a catchy song, man. You you guys put out um, karaoke versions of the song yeah is that uh is that just because you figured you know if they want to sing along later no it's because it was lazy didn't have enough for a full album but it's still wanted okay. to press it on uh you know 12 inch oh okay and so i was like what's this i i i kind of got the idea because uh from chicks dig it they did i mean they did a full album's worth on on it was like the one before i think it was on pink razors uh so they did a full album of songs, but every song is like a goddamn minute 20 or something. Yeah. So they did that, except on the B side of their album, they just did commentary. Like, <laughs> like just talked about that's, every song with hilarious. their producer. It was like, oh, I, w- I would do that, but that'd be too much of a direct ripoff. And this was even easier. Just it's a good the- listen, though, actually. Just with the backup vocals there. It's yeah, kind of, man. It's kind of nice. I hope, I hope some people got a kick out of it. I listened through the whole thing. Yeah, man. It's like a different experience, you know? It changes the experience. I, I, don't, I haven't memorized the words yet, but maybe in the future. See, that's another reason we dropped the ball. You can't have a karaoke side on your album and not include the effing lyrics, right? That was weird of us. You don't have the lyrics in the booklet? I don't think we do, hmm. which is a major oversight now that I'm, I'm realizing it. Shit. 
Well, future reference if you release another karaoke album. Yeah. Include like a VCR or something like that, or a, or a VHS tape that has like the lyrics with the yes. little bouncing ball along <laughs> with it or something. And you got and you got to be careful with your lyrics too, because I'll never I'll never forget. Someone was asking me about a lyric of mine, and I was like, the you know the lyric about ginger beef. I was like, excuse me, and uh, you know, in your song, uh, do the right thing. When uh, what do you mean by that? And I looked it up, and that's all over the internet is like somebody's just like their idea of what they think I said, and what I. <laughs> that was, um, that's amazing. And like, so the line they think is. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. My bedroom's worse than the Catholic Church. I let anyone in. And now my carnal sins have got ginger beef. So boring. Like, that's what, it's, that's what everyone thinks it is. So you be careful. This is what it's supposed to be. Now my carnal sins have got tend to be so boring. You know, like... Oh, okay. Like, I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I've just... It's not true. It's, it's, uh, but the idea is, like, I've had so much intercourse... Like, it's not even fun anymore. So many people are like, ah, oh, they're going to they're gonna find out. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably not. It depends if they hear this or not, which, <laughs> but which it, might never happen. It, it totally worked in my favor one time. It was a, it was a Guided by Voices lyric in, uh, it's off of Alien Lanes. It's a song, it's not Game of Pricks. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, uh, what I always thought he was saying was uh, dissed on the sex list. And I was like, that's effing brilliant, man. Like, the idea of just, like, having people making out a sex list of who they'd bang. And I'm not and even, you yeah, on. like, maybe I was on there once and they crossed it out <laughs> after talking to me or I never made the list. And uh, a couple of years later, I looked into it and they were actually saying, disarm the settlers. <laughs> that's like, so boring now. Yeah, but I took that line and now it's mine. And it's like, it's like I made it up, but it, it's not plagiarism either, but I you didn't really did make, make it, it up. up. Yeah. You yeah. you subconsciously made it up on accident. The sex list. I talk about the sex list. I think in a couple different songs. Now. The sex list is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's a real thing. Do you have one? Uh, I th- probably a mental one, and it's okay. long. It's it's. I'm not very discerning. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's gaps in it and stuff. <laughs> I had a friend who uh, every t- who's. He, was, he had a dark sense of humor. And every he'd take his high school yearbooks, and every time someone dies, he puts a big X through their picture in his high school yearbook. He's such a weird dude. I know that's, that's that barely related. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast doesn't have to like be about anything specific. There's no, yeah. there's no rules here. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I, I recommend you, you do get your own sex list. Death book. Death book, <laughs> sex list, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That is really weird, though. Yeah. That's super weird that someone would do that. He's a strange fellow. There's a lot of strange people. It takes a lot of effort, I guess, to like dig up your old yearbooks. I don't even know where mine are. Yeah. To go rummage around my parents' house or something for him, you know? Yes. Yeah. I wonder if he does that to his albums, too. He's got a big X through his, his Bowies now. and <laughs> he Just across the his... front of the record. Yeah. <laughs> Just destroying no them with Sharpie markers. What happened to your Cohen? Oh, right. You're weird. <laughs> Um, what, what studios have you worked in for your records? Uh, this time, uh, uh, this, this latest dude's album, it's, it's, uh, I don't know why we're sitting on it for so long. It's over a year old. Uh, we recorded it at a, a llama farm called Bottega Studios. Ever hear that? 
No. Ah, oh, it's amazing. It's Sounds actually if it's a llama farm, it's pretty ridiculous. It's just outside of Kelowna, so it's close enough that you can drive into town and stock up on what you need, and then just bounce. It's just right on the outskirts. Excuse me. I think it's the guy who you ever played the streaming cafe. No, I've seen lots of videos of people playing there though. Oh, they'd love you guys over over there, man. Be fun. Yeah, it's a great little like quiet room. But uh, same guy who owns that owns the llama farm slash slash studio but I'm, I'm sure the dude just wanted to have a studio but uh just there's some bylaw or whatever in Kelowna that if you want space in this you know in this area of Kelowna you have to you have to have like some farming element so I'm only imagining this like I have no proof of just just my stupid ideas but as like what easier sort of animal to, to farm than in, like a llama is it an alpaca farm oh great which one's got the funnier haircuts? Aren't they like almost? Spit I think it's an alpaca farm. Then these Aren't guys they were pretty almost chill. the same thing. They, like they're not I think that they're a little bit smaller. Is okay. It's okay. Let's, it's an alpaca farm. That's what okay. it is. But yeah, you'd see like how much effort it took to take care of them. He's like put a giant thing of hay there in the morning, and uh, I think that's even how they call it. And them. they don't really hey, care about temperature too much, do they? They're like oh, super chill. Can be any winter, yeah. temperature. They're like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then like once a year, you shave them and like promise like someone to make you know you make sweaters out of this or my my so, farm's not legit so on this album did you record any alpaca sounds no i think it was just heavily uh, alpaca inspired though okay just uh, emotionally so like it kind of got an eastern <laughs> eastern influence to it yeah absolutely there's yeah. no sitars on it or anything though no the sitars are in your heart i don't even belong. know like would alpacas be eastern what i think like in Certain, like, Mongolia, maybe? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, too, now, but... Like, yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Where's, where's their natural habitat? Alpacas. Uh, I almost see them, like, in the mountains. Are they in Peru? They I, sound... They could be Peruvian. Peruvian? <laughs> <laughs> Peruvian. Peruvian. So, is this, like, a... Is it, like, a barn, or is it, like, a... Where's this... It's super fancy, actually. So, this is why it's... It's, a, it's amazing for so many reasons. Okay, when you buy studio time, and it's pretty much the same price as any, like, really good studio. Like, it's, it's wicked cheap. I think it was, like, 600 a day or something. 650 I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't, I'm not the business manager here. I just write the songs. But uh, included in that is there's, like, a giant, like, a giant house that you live in on the property, like, bigger than any house I've ever lived in. Hmm. It was like bedrooms for everyone, like double showers, like workout room. It used to have a pool. They took the pool out. Um, well, I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. But uh, And then you have these little golf carts. I got to drive a golf cart to the studio like every day. Like, <laughs> And you got to, well, of course you wouldn't go right there. You'd rip around a couple times because you don't get to drive it a golf like carts too It sounds like a really often. distracting environment. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'd get much done. <laughs> well, you you are. It's just you and your your buddies, and you know you can only hang out with the alpacas for so much. That's true. And then you get boring after a while. Yeah, and then yeah, no, it's and then it's a gorgeous studio. It built it like it comes with its own engineer, and hmm. it's just on this gorgeous place. And I mean, I've I've recorded in the city before, and that's like too distracting. When you yeah. got your lady texting you, like, and there's always somewhere to go or something to do later. Yeah, you know? like, when, is, when are we gonna wrap this up? I got cool stuff. It's like, no, you don't. No. You're going back to it's that house down there. It's a damn lie. <laughs> <laughs>
Did you have a producer on this newest one? Yeah, we brought uh, Kirill out to do. I thought we'd always use a big money producer, and I was like, "What is? What are they really doing?" <laughs> and like my buddies, you got great ideas. Just ordering you around, man. Yeah, telling you what to do. So yeah, Kirill did this one, and uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. But you'll have to wait and see. We will. We'll What's wait patiently. Job? Uh, that's that's the he seems to not know. question. Yeah. Okay. We're we're, we're giving a we we already released a single off of it that got some radio play here and there, and we're releasing another one. So I don't even do people even give a shit about albums, just singles anyway. I do. Yeah. I like records. I'm gonna get you one then. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah. I'll listen to it. <laughs> we don't, Start we actually, finish, man. <laughs> we just dodged a bullet because we were I was bugging Brock to like come on let's get these printed like a long time ago and so we we're going to go through canada boy and then the poor guys went under and i everyone's a lot of people have got their money in there and they're just kind of sol for for now anyway so we dodged that bullet luckily yeah that's crazy that that final place shut down yeah man there's a few bands eh yeah. quite a few bands that got screwed over what a bummer Jeez. yeah we're lucky too actually because we've we've definitely thought about it yeah where do you go now? So there's still one more plant in Canada somewhere, right? Is there? I think we're going to go through Vinyl Guru. He did our last couple ones. Out in the States? He, I think he's he's just a broker. It's like he gets it printed at probably at Rainbow Records. I don't even know what he does, actually. But he's in uh, Nanaimo or Victoria or something. No. And it doesn't cost any extra somehow. But, uh, yeah, this dude just does it. He somehow makes money off of it? Somehow, yeah. Whatever. That's for him to know. Yeah. And for you to not know. <laughs> That's right. You know, I'm not even interested in learning. If I learn something new, I have to forget something old, you know? It's only a finite amount of space up here. You just know so much. Yeah. You just know so just, just all but, like, I've maxed out, you know? <laughs> I've, I've My too, brain is full. I've been too curious these past few years. I don't know if that's true. It's a pain in the ass because I know there's, there's an, some other things that I know, like I could just if I could just clear out these things I know, these useless effing things, like there'd be more room for stuff that I could use. Like, like I know, like I was a bike messenger in Calgary for so long. Like I still know every effing address downtown and where the best bathrooms are and you know the sneakiest place to smoke a joint. Like. Actually, I, I wouldn't lose those. But think of like 20 years ago, like you'd have to remember phone numbers and addresses and stuff like that. And I mean, it wasn't useless at the time, but yeah, you yeah. probably wasted a lot of your brain power on that shit. We did free up a lot of, a lot of disk space. Which with probably made us a lot stupider. Yeah. Well, it gave us more time to learn about shit that no one needs to know. Yeah, to read about Donald Trump on Facebook. Yeah. Every day. Every day there's a new exciting thing. Yeah. Okay, come on. You still hate him. Drop it. You still hate him. Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to stop talking about him. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's going to listen to this, man. Oh. Yeah. i change the subject. If you got a, if you got a bad roommate, just kick, just kick him out, man. Don't just complain about him yeah. every day. Yeah. Kick them out of your house. It's fun to complain, though. Yeah. People like complaining. I like complaining. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I agree to a, to a certain degree. Uh, I like to complain once really big, and then, whew, it's gone. It's out of me. And then it's, I'm free to feel great again. So, like, punch someone in the face? or 
Like well, dick complain, not big? No, like more like punch him in the dick. You want to leave a mark, you know? Okay. And Make then, him remember it. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's everyone's goal. Cause permanent physical damage. <laughs> Psychological dick damage, yeah. Speaking of um, nice things, <laughs> night See, church, <laughs> night church, which I would say is the exact opposite of punching someone in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've uh, you've had a lot of artists in there. Is there who's coming in there in the next few weeks? Uh, John Gant is. Uh, uh, I'm surprised I actually have an answer for this because usually I figured it out like the Monday before the Tuesday it goes down. Nice. <laughs> go scrambling on my contact list. Come on, man. You owe me. But someone <laughs> always shows up, man. Yeah, so far. Um, coming, so coming up next week, though, is uh, John Gant. He's a, he's a dude. He hasn't played solo for like three years. Then uh, he Great. actually came up to a night church a few weeks ago and we got to talking and he asked if I'd sing on his album. And we were never tight pals he's like this really kind of unknowable kind of grumpy like prick of a man hmm. or so it would seem. so you thought yeah so he just but he's just like pretty guarded but you know once he lets you in, he's like ah oh, you're your goddamn sweetheart but uh so he asked me to sing on his album so i went over to his place and just did some That's some cool. bgs and like his album is just killer man it's like it's like nothing i've heard it's kind of like folk meets like rat-a-tat sort of is there a band he plays in no he's just just uh, 10 solo records yeah yeah john gant he he does sound around town you might have worked with him before but you wouldn't have had any conversations with him because he's not the talking type yeah so he's like people like that though you know mysterious a little bit that's right like i don't know if you're like me yeah but i'm just a giant open book because you know everything about me within I feel like this interview has like been week. very revealing <laughs> about alpacas and punching yeah. people in the day. <laughs> hey, I'm here to entertain. But yeah, him and then Mariel Buckley is going to be the week after. That's great. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, we're always chatting about Mariel. We're going to chat with her we're right away here. Playing a show with her Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. Nice, where at? In Lethbridge. The Slice. The slice for the, the Windy City Opry. Killer. And yeah. I, I'm glad that place... Uh, Got to got itself some life again. Yeah, hopefully it sticks around. Yeah. See what happens, I guess, eh? Yeah, I'm sick of playing sports bars when I go to Lethbridge. No joke. Yeah. Like average Joes. Average Joes, yeah. <laughs> like shooters or something, shots. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I played another time I played like a super club, like where the whole backstage of, where the whole back of the stage was just like, a 50 foot long mirror oh also the ceiling mirrored is like what there's just all we're missing is like 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 rock stripper poles people need to be naked in there yeah that's the purpose maybe it was could have been a strippers super club club one club club and then put some numbers in that's what it was called club and then put some numbers in yeah well yeah something like that club 504 yeah there you go but it actually kind of got to it was kind of interesting to be able to turn around and still look at the audience, you know. Look at yourself. Mirror, like, yeah. Check yourself out. A little distracted. Or even like, that's what I look like rocking from, from like, from God's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> What's the uh, biggest audience that you play to? Um, 
this is pretty cool. Um, this is a funny show. We played, we opened for the Doobie Brothers and Brian Adams. Wow. Yeah. So that was 18,000 awesome. people wow. there. That's it, nuts. It was nuts, man. And that was the first time I ever did a knee slide. Because <clears throat> uh, I remember I was, I was on stage during sound check, and it's like they, it was almost like they powdered the, the stage with some sort of fine dust of something everything it was like really kind of slippery but not like danger slippery but like it was just like really because brian adams probably knee slides all night long we could have just constant knee slides and then and then i saw like in front of the monitors too there was just like a huge stretch of like just like like a runway for for a knee slide i was like this could go horribly wrong i've never practiced it at home never you didn't wait first well, that's what I was thinking. Like, what, what, like, what if your knees just like stop and like, like I'm just imagining a face plant so hard. It probably just looks super people. rock and roll. Yeah, people would think <laughs> you did it on purpose. Yeah. I think when you're in front of eighteen thousand people, everyone, everything you do is on purpose. Yeah, even if it's the stupidest thing. Oh, that was my favorite part. We did that purposeful thing where then he smashed his face. He had the nosebleed. It's crazy. So he broke rock his and roll, nose man. on purpose. I just feel like I'm at this point where I just want to know what happened with the knee slide. Like, what happened? Um, Did it go off without a hitch? It went off so well, man. And like, I, I split, I split the, the, my split my, the, like the knees of my pants wide open and I bled like a, like a motherfucker. And every, and I still like, so now I still throw the knee slide in here and there, or at least it's like, like a some, gentle, like a gentle knee slide. Well, you got to have the right stage. Cause if like, you there's, you got to powder it up or something before. Yeah. Like you I won't, need to know you won't do it at night church next week. <laughs> Adam's powder is that I need. <laughs> Um, here's another cool story about that that show. Uh, so the Doobie Brothers, who are like just huge sweethearts, like the realest, like best people in rock. Um, so I'm watching the show backstage, and uh, the the lead guitar player is like looking back to to Matt and I. He's like, "Come on," he's just waving us over. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yes, come on, let's go." It's like, "Holy fuck, this is happening." And uh, so I go up to him, and he's like, okay. He leans it. He brings me in close. He's like, the words are, whoa, whoa, listen to the music all the time. It's like, yeah, I You're know, like, man. Yeah, I, I know, know that one. <laughs> I got this. So, I'm so yeah, it's just in front of 18,000 people sharing a uh, microphone with, like, wow. wish I, I wish I knew his name. But uh, it was, like, just surreal as hell. We opened for Marty Stewart, and he called us out to sing a... Um, Mama tried. Mama tried. Oh, amazing! And but we didn't know all the words. Like we didn't really know the chorus that well. Yeah. And it was like so hilarious. So, we were like, "Okay, so which one of us like?" We were just up there like clapping along, and <laughs> damn, Derek. Like, Derek Derek's, took the hit. Yeah, he didn't we, even. We were we were his backing band. We were Derekin's backing band, so Derek we made him get in there <laughs> yeah. and take the fireman. <laughs> it was really awkward. Fucking Derek, man! How could you not know that? those lyrics man yeah, fuck him you man. made us look like dicks <laughs> yeah it was pretty embarrassing but uh i don't think awesome. marty noticed and I, I think that's all that's important yeah. so i just hope he never hears this podcast <laughs> <laughs> marty stewart won't There's ever listen to my podcast no never <laughs> it's not high on his list of favorite podcasts yet not yet yeah exactly. not yet uh, also found out on that show that I made this joke about Brian Adams on stage that I, I still make to this day for no good reason because it just makes me laugh. But I told 18,000 people, and, and, and how you know everyone to give it up. Brian Adams is excited for him. But let me tell you something that you maybe don't know about him that I didn't know until today. As he pulled in with his gigantic super bus, he was driving it. 
Apparently, he doesn't let anyone drive the tour, bu- the tour bus. It's it's just him, like eating up kilometers every every city. Really? Is that no, true? No, it's not true. It's, okay. just, it's absolutely false. It is <laughs> made it up, and so that's I'm just trying to spread that rumor. I thought he'd get a kick out of it, but then no, he, it, it turns out he's he's a bit of a prima donna. He like clears the backstage. No one's allowed anywhere near. So you didn't meet him? Him? Oh no, Jesus no. <laughs> it's like where did how did you bummer. how'd you end up how do you end up acting like this, man? You're a good Canadian boy. Where's I'd want to meet that guy. Yeah, I would too, I'd man. Say hi to him. Not anymore. That now they know no. he's a dick. Yeah, that sucks. Even though I made that awesome joke about him that made him look cool. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was super cool. He's all, yeah, automatically way cooler. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. Somebody told me once that David Allen Coe used to drive a truck. Like he he'd bring a semi truck, so he would like could be a trucker. Yeah. But he'd like drive some of the gear in the semi truck, and then the rest of his band would go in the tour bus, and he would drive a semi truck so that he could use like the CV CV radio. That's awesome. Yeah. He was like all in, man. I love when people are just like super all into the style. Yeah. Like so much that you'd buy a semi truck. I want to buy a semi truck. Like. With no trailer, just how badass would that be? Oh yeah. As your your daily driver. Yeah. Just with no trailer, you just yeah. cruise that around town. <laughs> just have like an extra big driveway in front of your house to park that thing sideways yes, on an angle. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you don't know when that CD is coming out. Um, we're just getting it. Uh, we're getting it pressed right now. Okay. Well, and also I have to. We're starting our own label because no one wants to release it. Not making myself look too good over here, <laughs> but uh, you look great, man. You're dressed awesome. No one can see it. Yeah, I've got the body and the look for for podcast. Some star sure. socks on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, cheers, man. These Those are, are good uh, socks. Four, four for four bucks at the dollar store. Sweet. When you're on tour and you you just stank. Gotta go score a pair of those bad boys. Yeah, man. Leonard's black. That's We're trying to that. tell them all about our outfits. <laughs> Come on, you're selling yourself short. Those are oh, like there's some gray four-toned on there. blacks, they're, uh, you know? They're Converse. Oh, yeah, man. You got some decent socks there, too? They're kind of like kitty cat boots? Like Brady's, Brady's <laughs> yeah, always totally. got good socks. <laughs> yeah. They're just missing, like, little ankle whiskers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I've never thought, thought of that. So are you just going to surprise us all with this record whenever it's done? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll probably be in a few months anyway. Wow. And like, I mean, it's kind of pointless, not pointless, but if you're not willing to tour during the winter, which I, which I don't want to do, like I still go out of town for mm-hmm. like weekenders and stuff, but Jesus, you know, the stress of being a, like having like a TikTok, we got to be in this city, we got eight hours and like. Not to mention your white knuckle the whole time yeah, you drive. That's, that's what people don't, <clears throat> that's the grossest, ugliest part of being a Canadian touring band. Like if you get yep. the balls to do it during the winter and. We've all probably tried it a few oh, yeah. times. Well, you just drove in from Medicine Hat. To, yeah, it was hell to, to come talk to me. Like that's fucking crazy for, to me. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, we're also at our house, so yeah. Oh, I like being sense. at my house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think we'll release it in the spring, so we can do a proper tour. Nice. A do a summer plan. tour. Yeah, spring summer. That's a good plan. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I can uh, tell you what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's called. Well, okay, I, I already made T-shirts for it, but it, d- it doesn't explain exactly what it is. It just says "Rad Town" on the front, and then it has a big number on it, and then it's like Jersey style. And on the back, it says "ESGT5," which is 
what is what's the word? Not an anagram, an acronym, acronym, acronym. There we go. But it, it's it's uh it's a, it's one of the songs. It's called East Time East Side Good Times Five, and it's about this fictional uh, crew of of uh, of boys who help you out when you're when you're brokenhearted. They get you wasted. It's like I'll I'll talk to the East Side Good Times Five and I'm gonna fix all my heart woes. That's a good way to fix your heart woes in real life. Yeah, man. It's kind of fictional. It's kind of a true story, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their buddies. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not in your inner circle, but I. I'd drink with you if you. Uh, if you were going through a little heartbreak there. Yeah, it happens, you know. Yeah. Or it's if happened. you were happy or something, I'd do that too. And I do like, it. I like a little whiskey here and there, you know. Yeah. A little beer. I think we all have earned it. I mean, we don't have easy lives, man. We've earned it. Sometimes I sometimes I get into it, and the next day I realize I didn't really earn it, and that, you know, I hurt my next day pretty bad when I have a lot to do. But whatever. Yeah, forgive yourself. I don't regret it for that long. Good. For like just twenty four hours afterwards, usually. I gotcha. Maybe two days. I'm getting a bit older, so. Yeah, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. Um, any big shows coming up? Hmm. This is exactly, I usually in, in January, I say, okay, that's it. Let's go into writing mode. Quit taking For shows. For a few months. But I just keep taking stupid shows. Like It's hard to say no to fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming up? I think, oh yeah, my phone's in the hall with my calendar. Uh, I know I'm doing a couple like ski hill things like with the dudes. Like we're going up Rossland for some kind of winter festival they Blizzard do out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sounds cool. Yeah. Blizzard and, Fest. And then, like, next day, I think some another fest in Fernie. I don't know what it is exactly. And then I've booked a bunch of, like, solo stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's nice to say, hey, take it easy. Stop your job for a bit. And it's like, all right, rent. Is there ever just going to be a Danny Bacon record? Yeah, man. Oh, interesting enough, that's what I'm doing uh, later in a couple weeks. There, I met these boys from... <clears throat> From uh, League of Wolves, they're from Saskatoon. You ever? I've heard. I've heard their name before. Yeah, I think they're pretty new. It's got Liot. He's a dude who owns the Capitol. It's a great rock bar in uh, in Saskatoon. And uh, so yeah, his buddy got, he's got a cabin just outside of Saskatoon. And I'm gonna rip down there for the weekend. And I have no idea what is gonna happen. But he just hmm. said, "Do you want to come over and record?" It's like. Yeah, that's you probably yeah, got a bunch of songs in your back pocket. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got a bunch of Danny Bacons. Want to hear a weird story? Yes, absolutely. Okay, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it involves these guys anyway. It's not just out of left field. It's just gonna seem like it for for a bit. <laughs> um, okay, so I came back from <clears throat> High Kicks tour, and it's right before Christmas show. And so I've got one, or no, it was right before our Halloween show. So I got one day to, you know, switch my brain from playing bass, like fuzz bass, to like trying to remember, you know, an hour and a half of dude's material and how the fuck to use like a six string instrument again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I take out my jazz master. It's like packed all nicely away upstairs and, and uh, open the sucker up, look down at it. And the first thing I see is, like, oh, it's missing a string. And then, you know, looking closer, it's also missing a saddle. And way worse, someone jizzed on it. Like, what? There is like, there's jizz on my jazz master. 
Which obviously what? people started calling Jizz Master, but yeah. her name <laughs> is Teresa. Don't call her Jizz Master. Shouldn't have told anyone. Uh, but uh, and you know that it is because like there's nothing else it could be. You know, like you couldn't like recreate that like. Like, what would you yeah. use? Like, Bailey's and, like, it's like a crusty <laughs> substance on there. Yeah, but still a little bit translucent, you know? And, and I was like, what wow. the living shit? That's insane. And, like, I, I would have just left it there. It's funny as hell. But also, like, it just drives my mind nuts. Like, who would do that? <laughs> like, where, where, what happened? And, like, even, so, like, especially with, a, like, a Mustang saddle, like... It would have been hard to get that sucker off. You would have had to, like, So they, like, it. literally, like, sabotaged your guitar. That's what so it would ways. seem. Like, I just can't explain it. And so I only I only have two roommates. Uh, I got my my roommate, Bo, who's just, like, the best guy in the world. There's just no way. We've got, we've got no beef. <laughs> He's not, like, a midnight, you know, midnight masturbator or something. Yeah. Well, that I know of. Um, but so I still had to have that that conversation with him though, even though I was dreading it. So did you jizz on my guitar? Yeah, and you kind of have to give him that Larry David look, like <laughs> look in his eyes, see if they you know wow. betray you know his his uh, his response. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> like, no, nah, I couldn't. That's ridiculous. And my other roommate's a girl, so like, she I can't did, even do that. She it's can't not even physically possible. Yeah, I mean, oh well, you could she buy could it probably find... on the black market. Yeah, or, or she could like hire like pay one of her boyfriends or yeah. something to do it oh empty out an old yeah. rubber never mind we're, we're getting off track here. <laughs> okay so that's nuts right um so legal wolves is playing at the gateway that night or yeah pretty much the night after and i just put the guitar down and whatever i got other guitars <laughs> and uh need a new saddle anyway so uh they uh they're gonna sleep at my place that night and and i'm telling the story at the gateway is like yeah and they're like no 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 one jizzed on your guitar i was like i don't even care if you believe me or not because you're staying at my house and as soon as we get there you're gonna see and you're gonna know exactly what's going on and uh so they get back there and we're gonna go jam in my basement and i'm like check it out and in the two days it had been sitting there somebody had gotten to my house and washed the jizz off what? Like, yeah, mystery, like, thickens, man. Like, what the hell? And so I look like, automatically look like a lion dick, like, who tells jizz stories that he can't back up. Phantom jizz. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I tell you, I know it's, I wasn't crazy because the whole rest of the, the dudes were there when I discovered it at the same time. Yeah, so they saw it. So oh, there's yeah, they're like, of- yeah, it's like, what the hell? But just to make, you know, prove my, just get a little backup, I text uh, all the boys. And uh, one doesn't respond, and two of them, like, in perfect comedy, respond, like, what are you talking about? I never saw any jizz on your guitar. Like, they're just lying, just to make yeah. me, like, cause my, so it's because my, like, tell these people I'm not crazy, you know, like. So and, did they uh, wash it off? No, no, they, they got there, like, they, I was there in my basement before them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's how uh, I got hooked up with these guys who I'm going to record with in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great record. Yeah, because that's a good icebreaker. I feel like that situation would make you pretty comfortable around someone. <laughs> yeah, we don't have <laughs> a lot after dealing of... with a jizzy guitar. Not too many much secrets uh, gonna shock anyone. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it's good news. At the end of the day, moral of the story. Uh, there, <laughs> what is the moral of the story? There isn't one. Yeah, but there's a new record coming out. Jizz happens, you know. 
What are you going to do? Uh, it's in us to give. But it shouldn't be on guitars. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not supposed to be on guitars. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, the, she's up and running again. I had to buy a whole new set of saddles. This is always a bummer. Why don't you sell? Yeah. You can't give it a good one. shine. Clean it up a little bit. It's like no, we don't give you just one saddle. It's like you look in the back. <clears throat> you got one saddle. You look. Did they look? No. no. So you had to order it. Yeah, and I had to prepay for it too because I guess I look untrustworthy. Really, twenty five bucks. I think I'm gonna. You look sketchier when your beard was like two feet long. That's that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, dogs. Dogs knew. Well, I mean, dogs thought they knew. They knew? Yeah. Dogs hated me, anyway, with that beard. Mm, I get that problem a lot. Yeah. yeah. My dog hates people with beards, for sure. Like, big dogs will just, like, want to attack me all the time. Yeah. You'd be in a house party with, like, like all the wild Steves in, in, in the yeah. whole city, and then it's cool with everyone, and then just, like, the nice guy with the beard just minding his own business, like, oh. It was... Uh, when it was I was uh, putting this together today... I, there was a whole article about your beard. Oh, really? Some, <laughs> someone like, I don't know, there's a bit of interview stuff with you, but like, they kind of, the whole headline was about you cutting your beard off. Right on. It's like, wow, <laughs> that's really big news in the dude's world. That's yeah. the biggest news in the dude's world. Yeah, well, it's my fault if that's the, <laughs> the hottest story. <laughs> well, they can't tack the beard onto your persona anymore, so. Right. Probably for the best. That's what I yeah. That's what I wanted everyone to know. Hey man, I'm not a goddamn cartoon. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. With real feelings. You could still be a cartoon though. If someone wanted to make you into one. Yeah. Just be a. Maybe not as interesting of a cartoon. Yeah. I will. I still live the same ridiculous life. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nah. Less hair. Not a damn thing. Uh, this one. This one. My uh, my buddy's daughter cried when she saw me. Really? Yeah. She not, hated you not she, having it? Yeah, she hated that she no more beard. Does that mean he's not the same guy? No. I don't know if beards are the same, but when I had long hair, it was drove me fucking nuts. Yeah. Hated it. Well, you, we've all probably had like that uncle that had lifetime mustache and then yeah. shaved it off. and yeah. you're like, My dad was that guy. Yeah. My dad was the uncle. That probably terrified you the first time. It was so weird. Yeah. His, his lip still looks weird. You know what? I honestly think... <laughs> Your lip stops, like, knowing how to lip. Like, you know, when you don't have a mustache, like, he, like, he, it knows that it has to, you know, hold up its end of the bargain, you know, f- mm-hmm. you know, in your face. But when you just relax all this time, it's like, ah, mustache, it's got this, and I'll be whatever I want under yeah. here. He just forgets how to lip, yeah, and you look like a total weirdo. I think when, like, when people have, yeah, when they have a mustache, it, like, some people's faces are made for mustaches and they shave it off and it's just it's yeah. totally weird, man. Yeah. It's like Ned Flanders. Right. Even if you, you cannot didn't know the shave that mustache off. Yeah, you can tell right away. Yeah. yeah. Like that dude just shaved off his mustache. Yeah. It ain't right. And yeah. I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you can see that. <laughs> so is that why you at least kept the mustache? Well, I've actually never shaved my mustache. <clears throat> I wonder if that's a lie. Now let's go with the truth. You guys don't know. I'm pretty sure I well I was a late bloomer with the ability to have a mustache. I was probably like my early twenties, and it was still like a like a nineteen hair kind of teenage mm-hmm. Bronson sort of situation. But I you know I rolled with it. That's I think that's the spirit of mustache. You just roll with whatever mustache you know DNA has provided you with, and you just own it. 
and it's that's people don't like the mustache they like the man who's owning it yeah and i'm pretty sure that this is the very first mustache to this day that i've ever had wow that's impressive so next time you go see danny vacan make sure you check his out his mustache yeah because it's it's a spectacle yeah and i'll give you uh it's not even very good though that's that's what's a bummer but the man who's owning it but you got rid of the beard to frame better the mustache yeah it's it's respect for the mustache really he was losing he was getting lost in the in the shuffle really and he deserves the respect that he deserves i feel like he's got a personality I'm getting attached to your mustache. <laughs> well, you know, we got a little off topic tonight, but you know, that's, that's the I'm... purpose of podcasts. What's what's? Why else would you do them? Yeah. You got thirty minutes to shoot the shit, and yeah, man, people throw your your day planners because it's not going to go like you think. I feel like this is the most interesting one so far, with alpacas and mustaches and dick punches and jizz guitars <laughs> Good. some some serious topics were covered and all right well night church is that this tuesday yeah every tuesday we're definitely going to get you boys in sweet maybe in two weeks if you're oh wait that's in a the, few the, weeks that's the tuesday no uh, i'm gonna have to miss Ooh, what about you guys could maybe fill in for me and host Night Church for me. We could do that. Yeah, I'll ask. I'll throw that past uh, the promoter. But yeah, cool. that's. I'm going to miss that for the for the League of Wolves recording. Mm. I'm going to miss a Tuesday there. Well, we're excited to hear it. Good, yeah. I, and I the could new dude's s- record. I'll send you... Uh, I could send you a couple <clears throat> Did you ever tracks. say the name of the dude's record? I think we got Eastside, like... Eastside, Good Times 5. Oh, okay. I thought that was just a song name. Yeah. Oh, it is also it's a, a song, song name. Yeah. Title track. Nice. And is it uh, is it gonna be half karaoke songs? It's it's a full length. We promised this time. <laughs> <laughs> we even had to cut some songs because it was too long. Okay. B sides. It's a good yeah, thing. Totally. Right on. Well, uh, do you want to play a song? You don't have to, but if you want to. Yeah, sure. All right. Cool. Uh, that was. I just tuned the sucker up too. That was a good time. Yeah, and he's going to play my Gibson, so you guys will hear the beautiful Gibson in action. Till next time. Hey, my cousin, my buddy and me. Oh, Sometimes I say my buddy, my cousin and me. You'll never know. Each time. I never know. It's up to you. Yeah. My buddy burned down his first high school. My cousin never made second grade. School by my uncles, brown liquor and dirty old maids. And it's time always find trouble. The blonde new world's by our first names. There ain't no thief or crazy young my buddy, my cousin, me. My buddy's mom lived with her a dealer. So my buddy stole whatever's around. My cousin made gin in his bathroom.
That's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Rockwater Rambler. Next week, we have Muriel Buckley. I know I said it was going to be this week, but it looks like we're going to be playing a gig with her there on Wednesday at The Slice. So we're going to record an interview, and we're going to get a couple live songs for you to hear. We'll see you then. <laughs>